Yo, what's going on, everyone? And this is Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com coming to you live with the North American Weed Tour podcast, joined by special guest, psych co-host, Joey Bravo. How you doing today, Joey? What's good, man? Good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm a little chilly. I'm a little uh, a little tired, man. We've been trekking, or trekking around the map on this North American Weed Tour, uh, but we're re recapping it today. Uh, we're talking about the travels. This is at least, you know, it's hard to, to add up all these various pieces of content we've done, but at least the 100th live stream we have done during this year's campaign that does not include product reviews and some pop-ups and some other streams, things on, you know, Instagram and a couple other uh, series that we've ran. But the main, the core series that we ran this year, the Can Canadian uh, Cannabis Podcast, Grow and Tell uh northeast cannabis podcast midwest cannabis podcast and the north america weed tour podcast and then some of the episodes on the rmr podcast legacy, don't forget legacy and legacy so okay so we're well over 100 we're low, low. We're, we're well over 100 on this year um this is probably the, the 115th live stream then uh george happy holidays my guy hope everyone out there had a had a good uh a good holiday season and yes 100 live shows running up so we did over 100 live shows yeah, we, and that yeah, we, we, honestly i did like i did i did 30 to 40 myself and those were product reviews so i mean if, if you're looking no, at no, no. i did the i did the the the, uh, the step academy we did you're right we did uh, we had a bunch of other shows yeah, so i was counting some of the core shows so we're probably at 130 to 150 apologies for not having the, the the tally but we put out so much content we had to manually count some of the stuff and i guess i gave up at 100 um look at yeah, me underachieving for sure <laughs> but we did, gas, is, we did gas or trash we did a bunch of stuff yeah and that's and that's just the north american weed tour is just a set campaign that's not even all of 2022 we are not recapping the entire year we are just recapping this campaign that was predominantly q4 with a little bit you know truded a little bit into q3 so we ran over a hundred and something shows in the not even the second half of this year that's almost it'll average out to about a live stream a day from our camp and that's on top of articles social media posts and product reviews i did not count product reviews because i didn't even want to try but we're well over 100 uh probably 200 this year product reviews uh from across the map um and so joey and i are just going to come on here talk about the end of that and recap some of the fire some of the dopest stuff that we found while traveling across the map um some of the places that we went this year were obviously you know washington oregon california nevada colorado um, we had some people review in florida although joey and i didn't get out there uh illinois massachusetts maine um we had some reviews come out of pennsylvania as well although joey and i didn't get out there um vancouver bc calgary uh ontario um trying to think of where else where else we went man um new york even though you know they're not quite on the market new jersey um phoenix uh trying to think man that's i think that's 16 16 cities slash or 16 states markets right there um we bought weed in hella places we bought weed in a lot of places and reviewed it. And for those of you who don't know, when we are on the North American Weed Tour, uh, brands reach out, dispensaries reach out. But one of the what we seek for in products, it's not a cup where people submit product 
Um, it is something where we seek out, we do do some outbound research and people will tell us, Hey, these are the stuff, this is the stuff you should check out while in town. Some brands will say, Hey, we want to put our name on the line and say that we're one of the best, you know, we will help facilitate you being able to check out our products. And then Joey, myself, and some of our other team simply just pull up two dispensaries across the country and ask bud tenders. We're looking for two questions. What is the best? What are the best products available in this store? And the second question, what are the most popular or widely requested products in the store? Because we feel that looking at both of those is a great way to understand what cannabis looks like in any market. The best and the most popular are usually not one and the same, although they can be, but they both so serve a purpose. The most popular, maybe it's due to price point, but it's the most widely known. If it's being requested by name, that deserves deserve some respect for us to investigate. And then the best is very subjective, but you know, it's something that we're always seeking as connoisseurs. And someone asked what city was the most memorable so far? Um, I've got a three part answer for that. And then I'll let you answer Joey. For me, as far as, far as quality of flower, which I mainly smoke, I will say yet again, you know, there's fire as any state touching the Pacific ocean has fire in it, but uh, on one of my trips in particularly to Portland, I probably got some of the best weed, the, the biggest haul of flour um, that I personally enjoyed the most on this trip. So for, for flour, I'd say Portland was the most memorable. Um, and for experience based, I will say it was a tie between New York and Arizona, um, Phoenix and, and New York. They were just crazy experiences. Um, one of them, obviously, New York, we went there in April, it wasn't quite online. So it was just a wild experience to be somewhere where cannabis was so normalized, yet not even fully legal. And then Phoenix was like a recreational state. But some of the things that we did and interacted with while we were there just don't exist in any other recreational state. So those two were the most memorable for me, or those three. <laughs> what about yourself, Joey? Um, best weed? Well, most he said most memorable city. Most memorable city, yeah, I'd have to say, man, Phoenix. Phoenix was like when, and I hate to say this, but only because I'm repeating what other people said. I went into Phoenix not knowing what to expect. I just have heard that Phoenix and Arizona want to be California so bad. That's what we hear, right? And I didn't feel like that at all. I felt like people were proud for Phoenix and Arizona in general, super proud of where they are at and, and the culture they have. Um, but they definitely partied like Californians, that's for sure. So it was like I had a, the littest experience up in that hotel with the Mita Association. Shout out, shout out to them um, for including us and showing us continued love. And then I also have to say Boston's a close second. But also, too, I mean, you got to think, you know, uh, you know, Nevada, you know, the MJ BizCon was lit again this year. And then the Hall of Flowers is uncomparable right out here. No matter even Hall of Flowers could go 10 step backwards and it's still more lit than anything else anywhere. So I'd say it's a three way. I'd say it's a two way tie between California and uh, and Phoenix in terms of most memorable this year on the North American Weed Tour. 
a lot of fire, a lot of crazy experiences. And again, when I was talking about Phoenix, we do got to shout out Phoenix. No, Clarendon, no, it was a foundry hotel in Phoenix for, for me to, I'm not sure if they move, but that was quite the experience. I actually told a couple other friends in the industry that are in kind of ancillary businesses that look to travel, you know, everywhere <laughs> from a different perspective, but look to do similar things to us in terms of networking wise. And I put a couple people on after I left and then they went and were like, bro, that's nuts. So shout out, shout out, uh, David, Destiny and, and Dimitri over there. I just now realized they all three start with D on their names, the triple D, D3. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they, got, that, they got that, they got that, that triple, that man, they got the trifecta effect that, that team over there crushing, killing it came up, came up out of, you know, some people really use COVID to, to really crush it digitally and, and then also be physically out there, and and uh, the last the last year, Mita has become a national force. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, very respectable. So I'm, I I want to recap. You know, I, I want to start with a few things um, in terms of just some of the best products I saw. This is not an official list. This is just Joey and I rapping about this stuff. Um, you know, coming to mind with what, what some of our best stuff was, you know, please keep the questions in the comments going. We'd love to interact with you guys. Um, but you know, I'm curious, Joey, this is a, this is a prediction. I'm putting you on the spot cause I didn't tell you, tell you I was going to do this, but what, what was in your opinion, the strain of the year in terms of what you saw the most, um, what seemed the most prominent and not just most from like, you know, oh, it's oversaturated, but most and seemingly in demand across. The <coughs> if I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you, I know jealousy was the winner for Leafly already. So I'm naturally inclined to actually agree with them. I think you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We're actually inclined to agree with them. But you can't tell me lemon cherry gelato is the strain of the year. Hmm. You can't tell me lemon cherry gelato is strain of the year. That's that's fair. That's fair, and I, I agree. You know, we, you and I spoke about that when we saw Leafly's list. You know, shout out Leafly; they're a great resource. But we've been a little bit critical of some of their uh, some of their strain of the year picks in years past. Uh, violently disagreed with some of them to wondering how in touch they were. What yeah, that Dosido's pick was like two years late. I mean, years late. And then, you know, even Runtz was two years late, in my opinion. But, um, you know, Jealousy was their pick this year. And I, you know, whether, again, whether it was Jealousy by itself or Jealousy, uh, you know, crossed into things, I think that was a very respectable pick. This year was a little bit uh, more difficult for me. I'm still leaning on, you know, we talked about this at the start of the year. I'm still leaning on, I think, Gelato 41. I know it kind of tapered off towards the end of the year. But I think the first part of this year, I think Gelato 41 really had its had its run, man. It was really at the forefront of gelatos and runs. A lot of 41 stuff was was uh, was the most popular. So that's that's kind of my my pick. Um, you know, I'm not in all of the categories, but, you know, when it comes to edibles, you know, that's something that I know we both partake in. Um and they're easy to try everywhere, especially, you know, we were traveling around on the North American Weed Tour. Edibles are great before a plane, on a plane, um, you know, recovering from a plane, whatever, right? They're, they're an easy, discreet way to consume cannabis. Um, what were some of the memorable edibles that you had across the map, Joe? The Betty Zeddies are the ones that really stand out to me. Um, 
I know we just talked with their team the other day, but and then I magically saw on Instagram just them whipping up that taffy and, you know, living on the West Coast, living in the Pacific Northwest, being up and down and traveling, you know, to the beaches in Oregon and oceans, you know, uh, what is that? What, what, what's it called in, in uh, what's in Washington, the beach that they have out there? We got uh, ocean shores and then like ocean, ocean shores. Yeah, going, you know, man, you could at every store and every restaurant, you can, you know, they got saltwater taffy all over the place. So those Betty's Eddie's for me were really, you know, really hidden to me, potentially one of the best edibles in the country. Um, you know, I haven't eaten. What are those edibles in Washington that have little fruit bits in them? And, and Pioneer right squares, man. Yeah, I haven't eaten those in a couple of years. So I'll leave it up to you to determine if the Betty's Eddie's and those are different or, or uh, you know, because that's easily the best one in Washington. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say Pioneer Squares Bar out of Seattle from Craft Elixirs. I'll still say is either the best or respectable contention for the best edible available in the cannabis industry. Period, and potentially one of the better gummies, like a gummy that I've had that I wish I could snack <coughs> on. Um, incredible gummies, the Pioneer Squares. If you guys ever come to Washington, absolutely ten out of ten, twelve out of ten, must must recommend, must have. Uh, recommend but yeah pioneer squares for me pioneer squares betty's eddies um i liked the d tie gummies uh the pineapple ones those hash rosin from from natura those are always smacking um definitely one of my favorites um i didn't write them down but i definitely had a couple more i also think the hot the high bursts the high bursts, okay, those are pretty good. Forefront are creamy and delicious. They remind me of uh, taffy meets starburst consistency and meets, you know, those vanilla tootsie rolls. Mm-hmm. Like if you took the vanilla tootsie roll and mixed it with all these whatever flavor that they did, it's like that creamy. And then I also think that there's, um, I forget the brand up in Canada. Um, but they got, I think like Raz or Fizz or something like that, but they got these, got these peach, um, peach, peach cobbler gummies with real cinnamon flavor, real spice, crazy. And then they also have these root, uh, these root beer and Coca-Cola gummies too. And those are just, those were crazy too. And then I also got a shout out wild. The sour cherries were one of my favorite gummies that I had this year. I know some people are split on wild. I think everyone likes them to a certain standard, but when we're talking about the best, some people include them, some people leave them off the list. I personally I toured their headquarters this year on the North American Weed Tour, really like their team, really like their vision, how their products are put together. And then just as a consumer, um, I don't even know how many markets they're in, but the way they're displayed is like the same in all these markets. And that's just so, it's something that's so simple, but so smart and clearly stands out in this industry. Um, and so I really like the wild gummies, notably the sour cherry ones were hitting. And then while we're talking about the best edibles, we cannot forget while we were at the mint in Tempe, Tempe, Arizona, you could get edibles fresh baked in their in-house mm. uh, kitchen. And we had that infused pizza that was absolutely, it, it looked, you know, it came in the size of what you would Bro, get. That shit, was, that shit was better than DiGiorno. And but it came in like a size where you would think off the top of your head, this is going to be like slightly upgrade from a gas station pizza. You know, I have very little stock in this. It's gimmicky. It's it's just infused with with THC. The bud tender told us there, you know, it's actually good. Can confirm it is actually good. 
um, and they infused it. Yeah, so that was the mint dispensary in Tempe or Arizona. I think some people are saying, where is that? They're making fun of me, I think. <laughs> I think I said Tempe, Tempe, Tempe. Dang it, I'm pro I'm messing up. Uh, I, I think there's two back, <laughs> back comments mocking me there. I love it. I love it. Um, but uh, the mint dispenser, they have a kitchen. You get infused pasta, infused chicken wings, infused take and bake pizza, or they bake it right there. Joey and I had to get that infused pizza, and uh, may or may not have been told to move from the parking lot where we we're eating it, and had to eat it in the parking lot across the street. Um, but it was it was great. It was solid pizza and it was fresh baked, infused, infused on site pizza in a recreational market. I just it's something that you know I feel like you'd see in a medical market, not a rec market. And it was a great experience. So we have to shout out the mint, shout out Raul and the team over there. Um, man, when it comes to flour, you know I'm more so brands that are going to come to my mind than uh, than particular strains and, and products. The first one that I will highlight that was one of my favorites and is going to be completely biased is the seven days a week. Uh, respect my region, House of Cultivar collab in Washington, not just because our name is on the jar. I want people to understand that. Uh, I just genuinely like smoking this weed. We called it seven days a week and it, we figured it, you know, it was something it was inspired by a couple things. But one of the main thoughts on that is, is kind of a the flavor and the smoke. It's something that you could smoke every day of the week and enjoy. Um, and some people actually reached out to us saying, wow, this is some great anytime smoke. But I have a jar right here of some smalls. I smell this jar every single day, not just because our <laughs> logo's on the jar. Uh, we pheno hunted hundreds of strains and potential genetics to find something that we really like. George is fire. He pulled up to dinner the other night with some. But I love this nose and flavor profile on this. It looks great too, but nose and flavor are the two things I care about most. And, you know, we smoked through 150, looked at 150 potential phenos, whatever, to find this. And this was the one that had the best nose and flavor to me. So for the, the year end, this is for sure my favorite flower. Um, again, not just because our logo's on the jar. I love this, man. I love this weed. I have to uh, say that our weed, if we, you know, if you were to bl be blind tested and like if we were to enter that into a cup with cultivar, there's a good chance that that is potentially a top three to top five most fire cut because there's definitely, there's definitely great weed out there. There's definitely more more fire better genetics more popular genetics whatever the whatever it is right but <clears throat> with this it is legitimately liquid fire it is f fire it is flame it is fuel pungent lit on fire the essence of the smoke in your mouth the exhale the every aspect of the experience with this flower is something that could potentially either knock someone on their fucking ass or get an or get a canosaur excited to smoke it seven days a week. It is something that you may not want to roll up fat ass joints of it because you don't want to buy it all the time because you can't. But at the same time, it's so fire that if you could afford it, you, you would want to buy it every day and smoke that shit every day. It's a Mitch. What are the genetics? It's gelato forty one crossed with a gelato forty one OG Kush times a wedding cake black lime vine. So you're getting some Kush especially in the high, but you're getting a lot of those gelato, those sherb terps, 
but then you're also getting that wedding cake frost and like baked good that it's bringing to it. Yeah, and it, that has that doughy, it has doughiness to it. And I love that dough. dough, especially mixed with the gas and the sherb, like that's one of my favorite profiles. But then that black lime vines adds this just kind of like hard to put Liquid your nose black on licorice. Uniqueness to the flavor in those mixed with that gas and that cake, what so many people like. It's like what you like, but this truly different twist on it. Um, and again, you know, even of this particular strain, we had about four or five phenos that we, once we figured out this is the strain that we're going to run with, we had like four or five different phenos that were really hard to pick. This one was the lowest yielder, not the, the biggest nugs. There was one that looked, even though it looks great, there was one that looked significantly better, but the nose and flavor on this was just too much to not make it happen for the strain, man. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so that, that weed is definitely fire. Um, <clears throat> I do have to say that a couple other super notable ones would be, you know, I could mention them on, you know, a couple of different things in a couple of places. I definitely feel like, um, what, what was the, the, uh, the key, the key, happy key. What was it? Oh, happy Valley and, uh, happy Valley. Yeah. yeah. Happy Valley and mass. I, I definitely enjoyed that super lemon haze that we got. Um, obviously, you know, cultivar and green care collective out there, they have some really phenomenal stuff going on there. They had some impressive cookies weed there as well. Um, in Arizona, there was, I've, I've really felt like the sativa that Sonoran roots was doing was the most terpy and impressive from what they had. Um, and I, I feel like that's, you know, that's gotta be something to say. I started my, my, my love for weed started with sativas. So I'm happy with that. Um, and then how was that Joel's lemonade? Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was fine. I used my brain, Mitch. I used to smoke all that kind of stuff all day, every mm-hmm. day. You hated it. We didn't need to share weed at all. And I, and I actually had some of that. It was okay. Still not my favorite profile, but it was pretty yeah, good. It was it was solid. Um, and then the you know in in Washington, I got to leave that up to you for the, whatever, whoever's the best. It might be us, but it's hard to say. Cause you got, you got to go smoke all that lifted cause lifted got fire. Tranquil forest got fire. So, you know, you know that you and Bobby got to know that better than I do. Uh, but out here, you know, that gumbo is really impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. Doja packs, you know, their Skittles, the RS 11 that they got. I smoked some giraffe pussy from them earlier this year. That shit's crazy. Ted's buds out here is crazy. Um, you know, up north, the what is it? Fire Society is going crazy. Runs just relaunched; they're going crazy right now. You know, all the all the all the shit's popping. You know what I mean? There's there's fire weed all over the place. Um, cookies is going crazy. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I you know I'm blessed to smoke. I just smoked a joint of some uh, stoned Ninja OG from the Cure Companies. They got a bunch of OGs, so. The OG game and the and the the designer uh, exotic game is just going stupid right now. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed that uh, Kirlato Runts from from Cure Company this year. Obviously, I like Runts. I like the Kirlato, so I was a I was a big fan of that particular cut. Also, out of that's California, that's a potent one. That one, and then I like the man the Zashimi from Laughing Gas. I was clearly a fan. If you uh, followed, watch my review yeah. or followed me online, uh, I've copped that a couple times now in California. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the times in particular was one of the best smokes I've had 
all year easily. That Zashimi from Laughing Gas. I also really liked the uh, what was it? It's from Seven Leaves. The uh, Envy, like a gelato and biscotti. I think um, I got that at Hall of Flowers. Honestly, had didn't have low expectations, but it like really was like one of the most fire things I had at Hall of Flowers, in my opinion. Um, then obviously that Oak, Oak Fruitland, man, that V power. Oh, yeah. You got to shout out Oak Fruitland. That V power was crazy. And then, you know, you mentioned Massachusetts, one of the ones, you know, the Z power speaking, or what was it? Z it was it Z, uh, from river run gardens. I can't remember Z power or uh, if I'm mixing that up with the V power, but it was like a Skittles back crossed with the runs i believe um mm-hmm. from river i mean a lot of the stuff from river run gardens was fire but that i think it was z power or z something um that shit was stupid that was definitely one of my favorite smokes um we had some kill out in maine man there was some ill banana bread out there and then a couple other um strains <clears throat> that we yeah, smoked. Maine, we didn't buy as much weed in maine as we really would as we really wanted to um but for where we went in a true medical dispensary it def they definitely had a variety of affordable weed that I would have smoked back in the day with my medical, you know, you know, and then I definitely uh, some higher level stuff that we, you know, that we that we tried that was also impressive. So definitely an impressive experience overall with uh, with Maine, Massachusetts, New York was interesting. There was there was great there was I mean it was California brands available. So the the uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we yeah, it was, ma- it was. mainly ca- Cali in Oregon, and then in Oregon, you know, I mentioned that was one of my probably one of my favorite straights. I know the the dirty banana from Urban Canna was just absolutely nuts, man. That strain was nuts. Um, Urban Canna is one of my favorite uh, farms in the entire country. Um, their gelato cake is is fire. Um, they just recently brought that back. I haven't, I didn't have it this year, but I saw it on Instagram, but I know ice cream cake is pretty popular. They just call it gelato cake, but it's stupid, but their dirty banana was crazy. Eastwood gardens, uh, had a horchata runs from them. That was nuts. Uh, resin ranchers is always good. I had a designer OG or some sort of OG from them that was good, but I just got to put respect on their name. Archive genetics. I had the Moonbow 112, which obviously isn't new, but the, the round that I had this year was Shout out to alien labs and connected as well. Shout out Alien Labs and Connected. And shout out to uh, Top Shelf Cultivation. That Wosu Wo is always crazy. Absolutely. People's Choice, people, uh, uh, High Time SoCal's People's Choice 2022, Best Indica, Times it's Two, one. Best Indica Flower, Best yeah. Indica Pre Roll. It's won a lot of awards. And then I'll say, then I'll round out, you know, that my, my favorite flower in Washington, uh, you know, I think it was the Nightmare Cake from Scored was one of them. Sven put out a couple fire strains this year but the one piece was one of the ones that stood out to me taurus their mint milkshake was fire gabriel really stepped it up this year uh tranquil forest i'm trying to think of what strain i liked the most the obama runs was was up there but there's one or two the pick and roll uh or i can't remember which particular strain and they are all unique so that's why it's hard and then house of cultivar who we collab with for our seven days a week but they're khalifa mints uh stupid fire stupid stupid fire they put out a lot of good weed this year um and then i also got to put a little bit of uh you know fire bros and legendary labs and a couple other guys out here in washington put out some fire i don't got i don't have uh strains off the top of my head and and you said lifted earlier lifted put out a lot of great work 
um, smash hits, Cam Dog. Yeah, Dan, it was it was uh, that was definitely you know I, I said memorable experiences, man. There's so many of them going and checking out Kem's grow out in Massachusetts with with Dan and the and, and the smash hits can of provisions team. That was that was uh, pretty amazing, man. Yeah, that's uh, legendary shit, man. To be able to meet someone you know someone like that. Yeah, it was just the con- having the conversation with a dude like that. That was definitely one of the most memorable things. And then also, you know, while while we're covering Massachusetts, we also got to put some respect on that orange chameleon strain. Man, coming out the vape was nuts from Berkshire Roots. That was a very oh, dude. The orange chameleon was was also some really good flower as well. It was a good flower, but then the concentrates they made off that with that just gassy orange. I don't like citrus like that. I don't like sativas, but when you mix it with gas, like, oh, God, it's hard for me not to like that. And that was a good one. That was definitely one of the better vapes I had. All right. And then, you know, we were trying to keep this episode a little bit short. Like I said, just recapping. We'll have some content on the site kind of, you know, going over some of our favorites and recap, rehashing some of these best of. Um, but Joe, is there anything else, you know, from this North American weed tour, any, any things that you saw that you wanted to share or memorable moments for yourself? Yeah. You know, I just want to sh- uh, shout out a couple of people kind of by region, you know, you know, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of people on each of these areas and each of these regions doing really good things. And so, you know, starting off up in Washington, you know, big shout out <clears throat> to, you know, to, to all kinds of different brands, you know, the shout out to the lifted team still doing their thing. Shout out to Golden Garden still doing their thing. Shout out to the bakery fam, you know, for working with us. Shout out to House of Cultivar and Fountainhead Seeds and the entire breeding family over there for that project with us. Shout out to Cookies for working with Cultivar out there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all these different people making moves to stay alive and, and to continue to, to, to push forward and to, to create progress for themselves. In Oregon, Shout out to everybody, the entire cannabis industry out there in Oregon. You got Canna, uh, uh, Americana RX still doing their thing. You got Nectar out there doing the Oregon domination thing. Launch, you know, they got like 30 stores now. Shit's crazy. So people, you know, these these companies don't really understand how a lot of people, you know, over here and over there and over there, they don't understand how it works in these different areas. And so it's really fun, you know, and exciting to go to these different markets and, and meet these humans that are really passionate um, I know you went down there and, and met with the wild team. And that's super exciting to actually be in their backyard, you know, getting a better view of how this, you know, massive, pop, massive, you know, massively popular company works. Shout out to Wana for leaving California and going and focusing their efforts on elsewhere so they can continue to go make money and not, you know, do it, you know, suck, get sucked into the California thing. Right. Um, shout out to all the brands in California. Shout out to all the Humboldt growers. Shout out to all the NorCal growers, the Bay Area. Shout out to SAC. Shout out to uh, Valley Pure and Bakersfield. Shout out to, um, you know, all these different people uh, that we that have been supporting us along this tour, doing podcasts. Uh, shout out to G4 Live for bringing us to Las Vegas this year. Um, big shout out to Keith and Cannabis Talk 101 and the Pop Brothers at Law and that whole family for supporting us this year and working with us. Big shout out to Revenant and Mita for working with us out in uh in arizona that experience was really crazy you know the uh the, the mint cannabis team uh, that pizza again just to bring that up again crazy really solid weed as well jeter stizzy alien labs uh, all available in arizona um, really exciting stuff going on big shout out to dominique dabs for you know taking care of us in uh, in colorado and, and busting it out uh, really been an exciting time to uh, to rebuild with him and get more reviews going in Colorado and that team, uh, the, the dispensary that we worked with out there. Big shout out to that squad. Uh, what were they called again, Mitch? Uh, High West and George yeah, Hashington. West, 
um, and then Outlaw Cannabis. Yeah, shout out to High West. Um, you know, huge. We got we got a bunch of new members on the team the last year, and, and shout out to the Oregon the Oregon Peeps for holding it down. Out, or I'm sorry, not the Oregon Peeps. Shout out to the Florida Peeps for holding it down out there in Florida. Um, there's there's just exciting stuff going on in all these markets, so we're excited to get to uh, to other places. Shout out to Illinois for holding it down. I got you know we got to buy weed out there and link with some dispensaries. Uh, there's just man, there's a lot of culture happening, right? Canada's booming, British Columbia, all the way over to Toronto and these other provinces. They're all seeing growth and progress, selling a bunch of weed. Obviously, the economy's down kind of worldwide in a lot of ways, but the uh, the exciting thing is that there is growth and progress. There's more weed being available. It is officially basically a commodity in multiple places. There's too much weed for how many people are there. And so the prices will continue to drop. And, um, you know, although that's definitely kind of like a dark cloud over the industry in terms of like future, you know, that's going to cause more creativity. There's going to be, you know, eventually better banking situations and whatnot to give these people an opportunity to continue to grow and thrive. And it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be real exciting. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Shout, this shout is out a, This is a really great North American weed tour. Shout out to host, you know, Aaron, Adam L, uh, Aaron Lampansky, uh, Adam L, you know, GP, RMR Weed, uh, you know, Jake Robinson, uh, man, everyone, you know, that came in and, and then, you know, Jordan Fleury, man, for, for holding it down for the Canadian Cannabis Podcast. Shout, shout yeah. out to everyone that came in and hosted, you know, Joey and myself hosted quite a bit, but shout out every everyone on our platform that helped host, um, you know, everyone that that brought us out places, you know, checking out, you know, the, the drop, Michael Dillon out there. Quite on the tour for, for hosting me for a quick tour, you know, on a, on a late on a Friday, you know. Yeah, 1937 group in Chicago. Shout out to 1937 group in Chicago for giving us the opportunity to come out there and be a part of the culture and really experience what, you know, what they're going through uh, as, as part of the community there and, uh, and grinding alongside them to still bring something and provide something dope to the people. Uh, very, you know, the 1937 group really is doing great things out there. And we're, we're excited to continue doing uh, more work in Illinois with them, you know. Yeah, MJ Impact, Hall of Flowers, Boston Cannabis Week, MJ Biz. Appreciate all their teams for rocking with us. Um, Shout out to all the PR companies who work with us to to actually get all these interviews and these live shows. Man, yeah, it took a lot of effort. It took you know you know what may it took so much effort to coordinate all those shows and to reach and connect with all these people and blow them up on LinkedIn, email them, have them flake, have them follow through. Have them, you know, technical. How many, how many times did you have technical difficulties? We got to have those bloopers. Yep, yep. So yeah, shout shout out everyone, and then shout out especially you know the PR companies. I got a, I got a shout out. Uh, Grasslands you know, for sure. Grasslands for sure, man. You know that they really they really held it down in a big way, setting us up with content this year. They set up the burner interview. They set up a lot of the interviews that you guys see um, that we did a, 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 in person. Um, really great squad. Uh, just great to work with the Trailblaze yeah. PR team, man. Lisa, Leland, um, Alice, you know, they really, they, they put us on. They didn't just connect the dots. Honestly, they, they probably fed us the least amount of, of material to cover on our publication, but hooked us up with the most amount of opportunities outside of that this year. So definitely notable someone that gave way more than they asked, um, which is rare and does not go unnoticed. Um, and I just personally believe an unbelievable uh, ethos and, and just values to live by. Um, and I don't know if they say that, but I can for sure say that's how they're living. Um, so really shout out them. You know, there's a lot of other PR companies, but those are the two that, that really come to mind the most to recap, 
Um, and like Joey said, you know, cannabis is it's growing, man. Legalization is sweeping the country and the globe. Cannabis is becoming a little bit more normalized every day. We're, we still have a ways to go, but even going home from Christmas, I've uh, been in the weed industry for a while, but the amount of people who have you know, nothing to do with cannabis are talking about, are asking me questions about growing or asking me questions about products or work to the, the little aunts and uncles and the little things you hear in there about, I'm going to go have an edible and clean and things like that. Just things that I would never have expected in my entire life. Um, that stuff's just becoming more normal uh and, and it's and it's sweeping everywhere and like what joey said there is definitely this inevitability um that big companies are going to come in here port, purchase stuff up use their money you know we live in a in a in a in a capitalistic country where people who got resources can come in and, and dominate and we have an aspect of that where that's going to happen but there's also always going to be a place for craft anyone that can put out quality and build a brand and be able to connect that quality to the people there's always going to be a place of that no matter how big this industry grows and so shout out everyone fighting to to hold on to that piece of the pie as this world continues to spin faster and faster and to add to that everybody we are launching the international weed tour in march you'll guys will get some behind the scenes footage and reporting and a couple podcast episodes coming in live from barcelona at spanibus thanks to our partners eating raz uh, rasmin and brett um so Forget Brett, Brett's last name right now, but shout out to Brett. Um, he is, they're, they're both going to be sharing some behind the scenes through our Instagram, doing some live streams. And then, like I said, doing a podcast episode or two while they're there in Spain. So get be, you know, we'll get started with Spanibus this year. And then uh, Mitch and I will be at any uh, Northeast can, any can, uh, which is a conference in Boston. And so you guys can, you know, tap in. We'll be in two markets in the same month in March. And from there, we'll be continuing to set things up throughout the rest of next year. Uh, you guys can definitely stay tuned. We're working on a couple of exciting projects. Obviously, we have um, some cannabis potentially for sale right now in Washington, depending on what's left. Um, we'll update you guys soon on if there's another drop coming of the seven days a week. And then we have Legacy Smalls, seven gram quarters available in California currently, um, available at our partner retailers. There will be a list of those retailers up on our website, hopefully by the end of the today. So stay tuned for that. And then um, so we can tell you guys where to go buy the weed, usually depending on availability. Um, and then we are also working everybody on a couple more strains, a couple more products in that legacy uh, brand uh, product line that we have. So uh, we should... Have some rosin soon, so stay tuned. Thank you guys for watching and hanging out. If you know, you know. Stay tuned. Respect for the North American Weed Tour. Let's go. North American Weed Tour 2022 is done. We'll put out a couple more written articles, but other than that, done. we're done. I'm, I'm done with these live streams until the next year, man. All right. Appreciate everyone for tuning in and all the commentary and questions today, man. We'll be at you guys real soon. Subscribe and talk that shit. We love you guys. Peace.